Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. So how do we find Mr or Mrs Wright? And if we have met someone, how do we know if they are Mr or Mrs Wright? And in fact, do those people really exist? Why can we feel that if we have met the right one, that years later we think we've made a mistake? I'm certainly no professional in this area, so I wanted to ask someone who is a professional in the human psyche in relationships. Salvo psychologist Maris Deepers joins us to share valuable insights into relationships. Well, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I, I think in some ways, uh, I mean, I think in some ways my, my profession, psychology, um, seeks, to, seeks to explain things like, you know, attraction. Uh, and, and in some ways, it, uh, you know, I can't help but feel that it, it, it explains some of the majesty away. Because um, psychology would probably say that that the the idea of Mr. or Mrs. Wright um, is is a combination of fact, factors, everything from 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 attraction, and that can be based on you know human wiring, um, but also including things like our attachment styles, which are which are hardwired, I guess, rules for human relationships that we actually uh, are gifted within the first three years of our life. Uh, and they become the blueprint for all kind of future relationships, for for how we are in relationships, for what we find attractive, uh, and and for for how we make sense of our interrelations with others. And so, from that perspective, I mean, some some quite uh, staunch advocates of of uh, of, of uh, attachment would say that that uh, love itself doesn't exist, that, it, that love is, is actually a combination of factors involving attachment and things like that. I think there's still some majesty left in that, um, but it does kind of, uh, for me, it does actually uh, explain uh, what, what allows two people to be right for each other, and, and I think that's a really good place to be. I love how you call it majesty. Well, I think, you know, the, the connection and, and intimacy are, are majestic things and, and there is something really majestic when, when two people um, connect in a way that's meaningful. I think there are many who qualify, don't you? I think that uh, we, we, we swim in a sea of six billion people and, and uh, there's a whole, you know, in, in the, the, the probability of that, there's a whole lot of different connections that can be made uh, and, and that, you know, I think... Uh, because of that, the idea that there's just one person out there for us is, you know, probably a little bit um, statistically invalid. Yeah. You know, the other thing is I think there can also be different people for us at different times in life as well, based on how we are developmentally and how they are developmentally and, and, and the circumstances in which we meet and, and, and all of those things. Um, you know, and, and all of this also doesn't actually um, explain what makes relationships necessarily work either because that takes work and time and growth and development and challenge as well, regardless of how, how instant the attraction Oh, yeah, absolutely. And incidentally, though, there's also some research that does say that attraction actually occurs within the first 12 seconds of meeting someone. That's how quickly uh, we process all of the information that we get and, and, and very, very, in some ways, quite brutally and animalistically make, a, make a, an assessment uh, on, on the attractiveness of someone. So what I find interesting is we, are, we attract people based on the way we are we attract those kind of people. So if we're going through issues, we should really, my thoughts are, sort ourselves out first. And then once we're on a more even keel, we might 
start attracting different people. That's definitely a factor that, that, that what we've got going on does have an influence both on who we're attracted to and why and also our attractiveness to others. And there's a whole bunch of complicated dynamics that come into that in, in relation to attachment. But I guess the, the main, uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the things that is kind of true regardless of, of where we're at is that it's really common for, for people to find uh, attraction where, where another person's uh, attachment style complements their own. Um, where there's and that's where that that idea of fit comes into it and that's that's one of the things that we find attractive but but it is absolutely true that if we're going through difficulties if we're at a certain place in our own growth and development then that influences uh, the relationships that we have with others what we find attractive and also you know how attractive we are to other people as well so for me for example if I'm a disrespectful person um, in different areas of my life my feeling is that I'm not going to attract people who are respectful and kind. I'm going to attract people who are like I am. Yeah, it's an interesting thing that it can happen that way. It can also happen, unfortunately, that the downside of 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 uh, where where attachment and and complementary forms of attachment can actually be really difficult is that that unfortunately, in really really disastrous circumstances, sometimes people who might be a little bit more disrespectful um, connect up with people who may be uh, may have had a history, may be used to being disrespected, and accept that type of behaviour. And that's another way where that complement that those 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 you know relationship styles can actually complement each other and, and i guess the other thing you know one of the, one thing i'm saying to people all the time is that if you think about the course of a human life if you think about uh, what you've learned over, you know, however old, however old you are, however long you've you've been alive on this speck of dust in the universe, um, you've experienced so many things um, that the reality is that 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 you're going to have so much more not in common with any other particular person than you will actually have in common, and that's another really important thing to consider in all of this as well. That 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 actually we, while similarities can be quite important, it's actually the research shows that what allows relationships to, to be sustainable is actually how couples you know, manage difference and how they make sense of and how they, they, they find respect in, in the differences that they actually have and find ways of staying aligned together despite those differences. Yeah, and I'm aware, of course, the, the expression opposites attract and how I was looking at it was um, the birds of a feather flock together scenario. You know, they seem to be... We hang around people with the same sort of values, the same sort of level of respect, the same sort of... Absolutely. And there's a lot of, you know, even, even uh, you know, in cultural groups, there's a lot of cultural norms that 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 uh, that that can be really really influential in in, in also determining um, you know even things like relationship rules relationship structures how you know how things how things you know quote unquote work in relationships uh, all of those are actually uh, really powerfully influenced by the particular culture the particular socio you know, demographic uh, context uh, the point in in, in time uh, so you know one thing that's also true is that how relationships are now may not actually be how they are in 15 or 20 years time and and also if we go backwards in history you see really good examples of that 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 what is considered normal uh again quote unquote in relationships is really really um you know tied and linked to to the the particular time in history as well so would the first thing to do i guess if you are looking for that person who is almost as perfect as possible for you 
um, is to fix yourself first? It would be. I mean, I think, you know, that this is whether we're in relate and what I would say is whether we're in relationships or not, our own de- growth and development, you know, is something that hopefully never stops growing and happening. So this is this is some work that we can wake up and face each and every day. Uh, and hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, acknowledge or find something that we've, we've, we've been able to see, learn to grow as well. Um, obviously, you know, the self that we are, it, that's the self that we take into relationships. And so when we've got difficult things happening, when we've got blind spots, when we've got issues uh, which are unresolved, then they're the things that we actually take into to every relationship we have. And this can be friendships as well. So, you know, being a little bit courageous and having a look at some of that stuff is really, really important. As a golden rule, you know, we've all got baggage. Um, the trick, I think, is actually just knowing, um, uh, knowing both what what, we, what you can foreseeably you know unpack for yourself and hopefully leave um, leave behind on the next trip, um, and or at least know what you've packed, know where your vulnerabilities are, know you know where where you've had previous issues, uh, know the things that you struggle with and the things that you think you do really really well because you're taking all of those into a relation your next relationship, mm. and and that's that can be really really important because it can also start to help you to to um you know connect a little bit with the things that you you think you might find attractive in any other person as well okay I guess at the end of the day, I mean, my I, I did say before I said the M word, the the Majesty word, and I guess you know it's also true that 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 we 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 can't get rid of this altogether. And actually, you know, there's a really good chance that the one of the risks is that if we if you spend too much time trying to manage some of all of this stuff, or you know, or, or manage you know um, the micro details too much, um, you you take away some of that Majesty. And 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 human relationships are also things that you can't necessarily force. Um, and and that you can only know so much about yourself and and, and any other person. As I said, we swim in a sea of possibility here, and and I think, you know... Um, you know, attraction is, is one of those things that 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 still has elements of magic uh, about it, and 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 I guess we have to be open to that as well. That that we can't always uh, you know create the conditions where we actually find the person that we're that we're looking for, because as that old you know adage you know goes, that sometimes it's actually when you're not looking that you actually you find something. That's right. That's right. And so. So the waiting is very painful. It's a very painful process. And a friend of mine said once, I know that I'm patient when the waiting doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe also, I mean, you know, you, 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 know you, you may know something about yourself as well in that, that you, you've gotten to the point where, where you're okay with yourself when the waiting doesn't hurt anymore. Um, and, and that may be actually a really good time you know or, or that may that may in itself may create the conditions where a where a lasting and sustainable relationship you know occurs and like you said it just comes out of nowhere then right absolutely and i guess you know the other caveat that i would kind of say is that it's also really important to not be too um rigid in in the things that we 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 think we're looking for because you know um, we can't always know everything there is to know about that and sometimes um you know and there there are stories all over the place and 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 we're all on some you know vast seven billion people spectrum of this but you know sometimes we can we can be attracted to things that we would never have actually thought we would 
uh, and things that don't seem to make sense actually make perfect sense. So there's always that that element of, of whimsy, whiz, you know, and 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 magic uh, when it comes to human connections that we just can never maybe know, uh, and that we can also never really plan for. It's just the the wonderful thing that happens. That's Salvo psychologist Maris Deepas, based in Wollongong. For those who want to work on themselves, I found three books absolutely life-changing, all by the same authors, Dr Townsend and Dr Cloud, and those books being Boundaries, Changes That Heal and Safe People. They've been around for a long time and they are a regular part of my reading diet, even now. And if you'd like to contact Maris, then send us an email from our website. Go to salvos.org.au forward slash radio. Light and Life, the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.